Hi, welcome to Lessons I Learned in Law. I'm Scott Brown, Managing Director and Founder of Heriot Brown In-House Legal Recruitment. This episode is another from our mini podcast series, Inside the Agency, where we open up the doors and you get to find out a bit more about the consultants and people within the team at Heriot Brown who make us tick. Um, It's been a fantastic series so far where we've learned of the consultants who work across the sector verticals and a bit more about their markets. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin Hunt. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. This is is the second time Kevin and I have recorded. I think I was um, slivering into the mic from uh, the first recording, so I've got my... um, Got, got a telling off and we're back uh, back recording this so hopefully hopefully not too hard uh, hard on you Kev you were you were you were gutted to be doing it in the first place so round <laughs> round two more pain yeah. <laughs> so um, so Kevin Kevin's one of the longest serving uh, members of the team um, been been working with us for a number of years dating back to before um, pre pre pandemic times Um and he focuses on the heavy industries markets where he works closely with um, with Martin Evenson. But Kevin, I'll let you if you give us a bit of a plotted history of your of your career today. Yeah, of course, no problem. So I'm the old guy in the team, really. I've got uh, twenty plus. I've stopped counting years within recruitment, um, and and it spanned various. It spanned across uh, technical and engineering, um, and before I, I started working in law. The focus was in subsurface and geoscience for primarily operator oil companies in London. Uh, and then obviously uh, when I joined Harriet Brown, I switched to legal, but uh, moved right into the area that I had been working in on a technical side, working in with the same clients. So that kind of stacked up really well for me. And does that like, does, does knowing the lingo of the, of the sectors, how does that how does that translate into into legal? I I, I think it, it probably doesn't an awful lot to be honest with you, but I do, I do understand where I do understand the placement of people and the teams that they work in, so that probably helps uh, knowing the structures and the background. But um, the legal side was completely new, so um, uh, yeah, it's kind of balance, I suppose. You know. Yeah, it must help to know what the to explain and sell what the company does that they're going into as well, though from a from the technical back. Well, yeah, that, that does make yeah that does make sense. Uh, understanding the, the technical side really does help understand where a company's going and what they do, kind of. Thing. And what got you so re- recruitment back in back in the day um, when Kevin Kevin first got into recruitment? What 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 was your first experience in recruitment like? Um, it was very early doors uh, in recruitment. I mean, recruitment uh, back then was, I suppose it really was pure headhunt because we didn't have the tools that we've got nowadays. Um, when I joined, my very first day in recruitment was working from, I think, a Yellow Pages for client base and um, really networking hard to find who the candidates were out there. At the time, it was software engineers and there was a massive... Uh, there was a gap in the market uh, in the UK for software engineers, and uh, going out there and headhunting them uh, with, you know, you didn't have LinkedIn, you didn't have any of the tools, any of the the tools that we use now that identify talent. So it really was, you know, a phone and a book. 
<laughs> with a fax machine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when did things when did things start to change, or where have you seen the biggest the biggest changes in recruitment? Well, I, I mean, I think LinkedIn reformed the way recruitment works. Um, and now LinkedIn's sort of everyone's lazy tool for recruitment. Obviously, what we do, we tend to be uh, more focused and more, um, we work more search than, than we rely on any kind of tools like that. But um, yeah, that, that was a huge change in the market when LinkedIn came along. Um, people didn't really know what they were signing up for. And then it just grew arms and legs and took over the industry. So in terms of the in terms of the sectors that you recruit into, Kevin, give us give us a bit of a an overview of of that, um, in placing lawyers and some of the I guess some of the challenges that the clients the clients that you work with face. Yeah. So I, I cover heavy industry. Uh, so primarily any kind of energy and power uh, roles, including renewables as well as offshoots from that where we do recruitment for mining as well. So, um, yeah, at, at the end of the day, clients are looking for the best candidates they can get on the market. Um, and, and we know what that looks like when they're trying to do it themselves. They tend to they advertise and they get CVs of people that, that probably just don't count on a shortlist. Our job's to go out there and bring them the talent that matches and the skill set that matches what they're looking for. And that can be quite defined in terms of, I mean, PQE, that, that narrows the market, narrows the search, um, as well as specific areas and industries. So, And in terms of those sectors, is there, is there within, within renewables, um, energy mining related sectors to, to that? Is there, is there a lot of crossover in terms of the, the candidate pools that you're looking yes, at? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the, a lot of these companies, a lot of the, Areas they're looking for projects lawyers, so projects lawyers will span across a lot of these industries, um, and you know if they're they're of value, then you know they're of value to certain uh, different areas as well. So you know always always keen to talk to good candidates like that and network among them. You know. And what about the what about the positions that are? Cause I see it a lot having having recruited in that space, but those. I don't know general commercial roles or or corporate positions or um, positions maybe that aren't industry specific um, to to those industries. How how do they land with candidates in the market? Well, yeah, well that's a good question actually. Occasionally with the older oil and gas type roles where it's hydrocarbons that they're working on, then that can be a bit stale sometimes for some candidates and. They may, they may want to stay away from that. Um, however, we work quite a lot down within renewable energy and sort of low-carbon options. And that, you can imagine, that's very attractive. Um, and it's the, same, it's the same skill set almost that crosses over. So um, when we get a good role on it, it is attractive to um, all of the candidates that might turn their back a little bit on the energy industry. Right, and does that feed the pipeline to those, I guess, less attractive or or um, household brands or uh, uh, the uh, the right words escaping me, but the I guess the right the sexier jobs on paper. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you know, the the the, the corporate and commercial roles. Um, I mean, there are definitely sexier roles sometimes out there, but 
you know, the industries that we work in, they are still exciting. They, they are still very, very interesting. The, and and especially the renewables. But apart from that, you know, a lot of them are they're, they're kind of hybrid where they're working on several different areas at once. You know, part of the team might be working on LNG, LNG, sorry, and um, the other side they're they're working within hydrogen and carbon capture, but there still might be some oil and gas involved in the role uh, as well. So you know, it's, it's a kind of array of skills, and yeah, it's good for some, it's good for someone's CV as well. You can imagine that kind of skill set match. So for those, so Kev, so for those non, I guess non industry related roles commercial, competition, corporate positions. How do you open people up to those types of opportunities where they're not, they're not the obvious mix? Fair point. I, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm working with a major uh, major energy company, uh, Blue Chip. They've got a role just now that I'm working on. It's a digital role. So it's IP and IT. And that's the sort of thing that that's the sort of job that would be really normally quite difficult to get someone to come away from the the kind of sexy tech side to have a look at. However, the type of work that they're doing within this role is really interesting. They're you know they're working on um, cutting edge, low carbon, renewable energy solutions, and they're doing all the IP and software um, sort of IP as well to that role as well as so many other interesting projects internally. So, yeah, that, that that's the thing, you know, With the, on paper initially, if somebody saw that, they would think, that's not right for me. But it's great to have a conversation with that calibre of candidate and say, I actually have a look at this. And it's surprising how interested they become. Yeah, might not be the most obvious, obvious move for them. You hear that all the time when you speak to general councils as well from industries perhaps, again, that are not household industries or, or the companies that roll off your tongue, but you have to look at the job rather than the, and the people you're working with rather, rather than what that business sells. Cause as a lawyer at the end of the day, you're doing legal work. So um, it can be, it can be more interesting in terms of what the, what the project looks like. Your, your background in headhunting, what, what does that, what does that bring to the table? What do you feel that brings to the table in our business? Yeah. Okay. Um, Probably the change between Harriet Brown and previously was um, I, I, I did four years um, where I, I headhunted across electronics industry for engineers and technical kind of high-end roles. And uh, the difference between that and working in the legal side is that lawyers are more approachable than, than the engineer side. Um, so if you have a call with a, with a lawyer, they tend to be, open to have a chat. It doesn't have to be about a role. It can be about the market. It can be about the topic or the subject. And that's, you know, that's what we, we are open to, just having conversations with people and see where matches come. But yeah, with the headhunt, um, I, I find that lawyers are definitely, definitely easier to speak to, especially the, the subsurface and geoscience side where, you know, you've got guys crunching numbers in a room somewhere. <laughs> not awful good on the phone, you know. And I guess a lot of the roles that we are working on are offline. So for the in-house, the in-house space, it's relationship-driven from our side. So people people tend to be quite happy to be headhunted and spoken to about a role that's specific to them, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and the other thing is that 
they, 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 you know, they do understand that it, it might be a call and it might initially be a head-on call, but if it doesn't suit the person, at least they'll, they'll get something from it. They'll understand a bit more about the market. They'll understand much more about maybe one of the companies that we're recruiting for or, or just, just general understanding of the market, you know. It's always a plus, and and very rarely do we get a negative call with anyone. People are very open to the discussion. And what what's the biggest what's the biggest challenge that you have in recruitment now? Probably, probably that I'm very busy, and I run I run a lot of campaigns parallel, and uh, certainly we've got internal support, but. It does keep me really busy, and that—that's not a challenge. That's a very positive thing, as you can imagine. But um, yeah, we uh, we've constantly got really good roles on the go, um, and because we are slightly different, we tend to make most of the approaches ourselves. So there's a lot of groundwork involved in the recruitment campaign. Um, a challenge that we're always up for. Um, just draft some people if we're, we're struggling with numbers, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing to have. Good problem to have. Good. Um, and tell us a bit about Kevin outside of uh, outside of work. What's uh, what makes you tick? Yeah, I live in I live in Hamilton in Scotland. So um, yeah, I work remotely completely. Uh, I drop into London obviously for meetings and for client meetings and things. But in general, I'm up here. Uh, we a you know married children are up and gone. I've got grandchildren. Uh, what do I do? I do in my life. I, uh, I like going cruises. We do lots of cruises. Um, I ice skate. I still ice skate. Done that since I was eight. You done a river cruise before, Kev? No. Um, I feel as if there might be a wee bit of cabin fever on a river cruise. They're smaller and more restricted. I like uh, I like the bigger ships that we go on. I think this is with forty coming along, so we did plenty of forty. What's the best? What's the best boat? The best cruise ship you've been on? Uh, one, last year we went on the Wonder of the Seas. It's the biggest, it was the biggest cruise ship in the world. It's phenomenal, just phenomenal. Nice one. Well, thanks for um, thanks for sharing um, the the lessons you've learned in working with lawyers and uh, and and yeah, keep up the keep up the good work. Thank you for listening. I've been Scott Brown. That was Lessons I Learned in Law Inside the Agency. To listen to more of the podcast or the the main series of the podcast um, where I sit down with a top legal mind each week, head over to heriotbrown.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, I've been Scott Brown. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 